So welcome to uh, Slice of Orange on politics in North Orange County. My guest today is uh, Jose Trinidad Castaneda, and he's active in uh, Fullerton and North Orange County politics throughout the county. And so I'm really happy to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jody. It's a pleasure to share some uh, knowledge with all your listeners. Good. So let's get started with a little bit of background. So you were a student at Fullerton College, which is how we first met. Uh, and, and what kind of sparked your interest in getting involved in the community? Um, well, I still have your uh, your first book that I had to buy uh, for your class. And I was going through all the notes and I thought, wow, what a foundation that you've provided for oh. uh, me and all your students to know how to get involved. Because uh, quite frankly, it was a professor that uh, assigned for me to go to uh, my first public meeting and take notes. And uh, little did I know the Fullerton City Council meeting that I went to for the first time would be so full of drama and oh passion. yeah, and I just yeah. I fell in love. I um, I don't know how many people fall in love with their local city council <laughs> meetings, but I just knew that if I continued to go. I would find out why there was so much trauma and what was driving the decisions behind our elected leaders. Yeah, good, good. So what was your first step of getting involved beyond, you know, observing? So I always encourage students to follow their elected representatives, to go to meetings, to get involved. But but that that first step of how do you go from being observer to being active? What Absolutely. do you recommend and for people and what was your path? Um, I'll answer those in reverse. So the first day that I walked onto um, the college that I transferred from, Fullerton College, it was Cal State LA. And the very first day, I just felt so inspired by the architecture and just walking into my first university. And um, there happened to be a student march. Uh, there was a student protest. Uh, in the fight for ethnic studies. Oh, yeah. And and I remember um, that struck me because I was seeing a bunch of students that looked like me uh, mm-hmm. for the first time and taking, uh, uh, how to put this, uh, taking agency, uh, taking control over their narrative and uh, advocating for what they wanted. And I wanted that for myself. Um, I didn't know how, but I introduced myself. I said, hey, I saw that you were marching. What was that about? Um, How could I get involved? And that started my journey in student activism uh, on a college campus. Um, And over time, that translated into me wanting to get more involved in my community um, because I would go to Cal State LA on the train and I would come back to Fullerton uh, train station and see that things could improve. Um, mm-hmm. So I started asking questions about homelessness. I started asking questions about um, gardens and um, our environment. And um, I really recommend that from what I learned, the first step is to ask for help. Ask someone that you see who is already involved if they need any help or uh, how, how they do the work that they do, whether it's um, part of their job or volunteer work. Um, you, you've done a great job of connecting students to people in our community just to get them inspired. And 
uh, I really think it's that relationship building that inspires people to yeah. do more and more. I yeah, I agree. I think I think that that's one thing that my current students are always so surprised by if they come from a family that's not active in the community, doesn't, you know, interact with a lot of people of how incredibly welcome that connection is, that people who hold these positions who are active in the community are so excited to connect with new people and and to help them and and to really mentor, um, you know, kind of the next generation of of, um, people who are involved, even when they don't necessarily agree. Um, with what they want to do, we want more voices. So, so if somebody wants to get involved, if they're going to meetings, or if they have no idea, um, you know, sometimes I I think what you said is, is really spot on, which is just start asking questions. Um, I think a lot of times we think that the people who are in charge have all the answers and clearly that they've thought of everything. And, and often, you know, just the simple question of why can't we have nice things? <laughs> like some other city is doing this, why can't we? And and often there's a there's a sense of competitiveness where they want that nice thing too. Um, <laughs> and maybe they just haven't seen it. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a really good idea. So now let's take the next step of um, you serve on commissions, which I think is really, really valuable. Um and and not everybody wants to be elected, even though I know that that's something that you would welcome. Um, but if you, if somebody doesn't want to be elected, doesn't want to campaign, what is what is a commission all about? Absolutely. So thank you for that. Um, I wasn't intending to ever run for office, but after the twenty sixteen elections, and uh, you all know what happened four years ago. Um, I was really, really depressed. I thought, wow, this is, this is the end. This is, uh, this is the beginning of the end, or this is just where I like, I just putter out. So I really didn't want to feel that way. And I walked into city hall on just a random, it was a random weekday. I, there was no reason to be there. And I walked into the city clerk's office. I, I saw that there was a bulletin board with, uh, postings for, job applications and different events that the city was hosting. And lo and behold, there was openings for uh, commission applications. So I just arrived at the perfect time at the perfect spot and said, Hey, like what the heck I'll just apply. And I think it was the first time that I had really applied for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, uh, Other than, other than jobs, other than, you know, maybe like a a essay contest uh, in college, but that became the launching board for me wanting to just absorb everything that was uh, local engagements and um, uh, local issues. I applied for Parks and Recreation Commission. I was um, appointed unanimously. I think I was like one of the only uh, applicants. <laughs> so sure. you never know. Sure. You never know you're going to get Absolutely. something unless you apply. Yeah. And um, I, I, I always tell my students, you know, there are people whose job it is to tell you no, there is no reason <laughs> for you to do their job for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, what's that process? <laughs> but just take us through the steps. So you apply and then what? Is there an interview? What You know, each city does things a little differently, but but, you know, what what is that like? Yeah. So 
at that time, because I was the only applicant, there was no interview. It, it was just, we need easier. to fill the seat. Um, and, uh, I didn't have to, I, I mean, it was like the first time I had ever, uh, I had I don't even think I had talked to the council bat at that time. They just appointed a random person and I happened to be the Somebody youngest commissioner. Interested. Yeah. Who interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone who's interested and, um, it worked out, but now because there's so much interest, uh, which I think is just, um, really a, a sign of the times that we've come out of the, um, previous administration's era and people know the value of being civically involved and engaged at the local level. Yeah. So now there's direct appointments where council members can directly appoint uh, the person that they choose, but you still have to apply. And then there's an at-large uh, appointment. So you do have to go through an interview with the mayor and another council member. Uh, in today's case, it's Mayor Whitaker and council member Jung. And uh, hopefully they can recommend um, additional people to the at-large seats. And from what I understand, their goal is to, re, uh, to bring back the additional seats for all the commissions, um, which had seven seats originally. So uh, yeah. for those of you uh, who might not know, uh, uh, the last council had eliminated <laughs> seats, uh, thereby reducing civic engagement. So uh, it's really good that we're, we're seeing an inc increase in civic engagement and an increase in commission seats this time around. Yeah, I think it really does allow, you know, when you, when you think about a city as large as Fullerton um, and only having five people represent those views, you really do want to broaden that with commissions and having other voices uh, and, and people having a seat at the table. So, so what is being on a commission like? So your first experience, you go to the Parks and Rec Commission. What is that like? What do you do with your fellow commissioners? So our job is really to recommend uh, that the council look at policies or take actions in a certain way. And our, my first big vote uh, on the Parks and Recreation Commission was on the rates. So the, so some of you may know that if you if you book and reserve a community center space you have to pay the city to reserve that space just like any other uh, business and that's how the city recoups some of the costs for labor um uh, because everyone who works at the city you know needs to get paid so <laughs> uh, i remember that the parks and recreation director uh hugo curiel had presented a vast increase in the rates across the board for um, reserving uh, benches at the parks or um, just the community spaces or uh, booking rooms, different, yeah. different services that were drastically becoming out of reach uh, for someone like me. And I'm assuming many people. And for small nonprofit groups. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there, there was no favoritism uh, towards, uh, towards people. It was just everyone's got to pay more. Um, so I remember I voted against that uh, rate increase. Uh, so, because I just didn't see how people were gonna be able to pay for it. And if people can't pay for those services, then the city's not gonna generate revenue. So there's just a balancing act. And um, it, that set me off in terms of a quest for more equity in our parks and recreation uh, department and system. Um, and then I ended up leading uh, an internal effort to get the Woodcrest Park renovation, uh, which 
residents at that time had already been advocating and asking the city for for five years because their park renovation was 10 years uh, <laughs> overdue. Wow. Uh, yeah. So um, that took a lot of effort and I don't believe it should have. Uh, I, you know, provided quotes to the OC register. I tried to um, make some noise. It was a good trouble and I was being a, a good troublemaker. Yeah. But uh, that that was my first foray into uh, local politics because as a commissioner, um, your job is to build a relationship, a working professional relationship with our city staff to be able to move things forward, um, the same as a city council member. Um, but our, we don't have the final say. Uh, we just make recommendations to the yeah, city council. recommendations. But also a lot of research, a lot of gathering, a lot of talking to people, uh, you know, kind of extending the reach of the council. Absolutely. Um, the one council member, let alone five, cannot do the work of public outreach and running a city on their own. And uh, that's that's where people's views about politicians really come in is because uh, sometimes uh, folks, at the elected officials, uh, will campaign on the promise of doing so much work. But if you know how a city works, if you know how local government works, it's not, never just one person. It's the combined effort of um, a group, a collective, organizations, all working together uh, like an organism, like uh, our human bodies. Uh, so yeah. we're just one organ <laughs> of, yeah. of many moving parts. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, what commission you're serving on. Um, uh, you know, you're working with the schools, you're working with the city. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, right. So I serve on two commissions, uh, first one being the Fullerton School District Personnel Commission, which uh, oversees our uh, personnel uh, department, which uh, some of you may not know that the difference between personnel and the school district is different from teachers. So there's classified employees, which is your bus drivers, your nurses, cafeteria workers, everyone who makes the school run. And then there are your certificated employees, which are your teachers, and they make the classrooms run. They work together to provide the best school environment. And um, we have um, the school board, which oversees uh, the certificated and um, administration of the school district and the personnel commission, which oversees the uh, classified employees under California education code. Uh, So I really enjoy that. And that's just one commission. The other being the planning commission for the city of Fullerton, which is likely the most, um, I I don't want to say elevated or uh, impactful, but it has authority Um, over. Most people would say that. Most people would say that like it's the, and and usually they don't appoint somebody, you know, straight off the street that they don't know to the planning commission. There's a little more competition and it is kind of more forward thinking, you know, what is the city going to look like zoning kind of things? So yeah, I I would say it's kind of the first among equals. Of- <laughs> okay, and then uh, that being said, thank you, Jody. It's uh, the creme de la creme of the commissions, and uh, our job is to, especially this year, uh, it's so exciting. Our job is to uh, pro- provide direction, input, and oversee the planning of our next housing element update, 
which is going to be critical for solving our housing crisis, uh, making sure we stabilize uh, rents across the city uh, through smart uh, urban planning, through really conscious and conscientious um, public participation. We're going to have to make a lot of tough decisions on how we plan land use and what kinds of housing go in which places. Um, how do we uh, generate uh, additional revenue for the city? Because housing yeah. is tied to our general fund. Right. So uh, it is really, really important that we have good folks on planning commissions all the time. Uh, but especially in this critical year where we're planning the next eight to 10 years of um, housing development across the city. And it's nice because, you know, when we've seen kind of planning go wrong in cities, um, it's often because the planning commission is dominated or controlled by developers, real estate folks who understand the power of the planning commission and have very different goals than what is best for the entire city. And, um, you know, I, I always argue that it's nice to see young people on the planning commission um, because you don't necessarily want people who are all retired yearning for the good old days of the city when, you know, it was 1942 um, and we didn't have all this gosh darn traffic. Um, you know, you want people who are looking to the future of what what does the city look like when I am a grandparent? What does the city look like for work, uh, you know, work-life balance? Uh, so it's nice when people, when there's competition for the planning commission, when there's eyes on the planning commission, and when there's really forward thinking. So I'm glad, you know, to kind of get some perspective of what that's going to look like for Fullerton, um, because there's always a push and pull of, you know, wanting to keep what you have and and then also needing to to build for the future. Right. And my goal is really to bring a lot more transparency to the planning commission than there has been before in terms of um, uh, summarizing and providing debriefs of what happens during our planning commission meetings, because I don't think that work has ever been done. Right. And and that's a really interesting um, point, which is like, you know, the city council meetings are, are open to the public and public comments and, and there can be certainly more um, secrecy uh, a, a lack of transparency with some of the commissions um, just because people aren't, aren't aware of them. And, and when you're allowed to operate without accountability, um, it, it's not a terrible thing, right? Uh, you know, you get more work done, it's more efficient. It's just not particularly good for democracy. Right. And, <laughs> uh, and when, uh, when I say transparency, I mean, Yes, at a, at a minimum, by law, all of our public meetings are available uh, to the public. Uh, yeah, you know, pre-pandemic, you could come in, uh, you can see the minutes, uh, and now uh, we're having them through Zoom or whatever the other WebEx platform is. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And so let's talk about that. The pandemic has certainly accelerated technology being used by local governments. You know, it it, it has been an archaic system and. And when I send my students to meetings, uh, you know, the first step is, can you find where your local meetings are? And it's, and, 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 you know, first, I'm Gen X. So like the fact that it's on the website, you don't have to drive to city council and find the little, 
you know, kiosk of, of papers is amazing. And I'm still a little bit excited that, you know, it's just available online, but okay, we've had the internet for a little while. Let's, uh, let's speed this up. I am still impressed that it's online. My students are baffled with why they have to click 17 different buttons to get to those meeting agendas. And you kind of have to have some inside knowledge to even know where it is. Um, and, And then prior, you know, most cities didn't have televised meetings or live stream meetings. Um, so the pandemic has certainly accelerated that push for all of us to, um, to, to, to use technology more effectively. Do you think that that will continue? Absolutely. Um, there, there are two forces that are driving the push for the more technology being used by local governments. And um, the first is that, you know, we we cannot continue uh, down the same path that we've been on. It's uh, not fully accessible to everyone. Um, and uh, we, we try our best to include everyone in a big tent. Uh, folks from older generations, uh, gen uh, baby boomers and so on. Um, Don't forget do the silence. Prefer the, we got people, we yeah, got the people si- older than the baby boomers. Yeah, the silent generation, baby yeah. boomers um, <laughs> prefer uh, uh, paper copies. Sure. Um, and uh, the younger generations prefer just online only, if not mobile only. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a balancing act. Um, the generational uh, push and pressures are pushing towards more um, technology adoption. But the second uh, <laughs> and uh, forgive me if this sounds uh, wrong or incorrect, but the second is that we, <laughs> uh, the city of Fullerton is just like, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Jody, it's just so, it's embarrassing. Um, we, we have technology from like the 90s, like yeah. from Windows NT era. Yeah. And uh, we were even sued uh, yeah. in a very public uh, uh, litigation. Oh, yeah by our own Fullerton resident and former commissioner because the city used uh, Dropbox accounts uh, right. for um, for very um, personal, uh, private yeah. files uh, of uh, our employees. Yes, uh, and it's just yeah. like, we need new systems because right. this cannot happen again. I mean, it was costly to the city. It's, right. uh, it's embarrassing. And, right. um, you know, I don't blame anyone other than like, let's learn from it and move forward. Yeah, but uh, it is a driving pressure for fix, you know, fixing our IT department, fixing the kind right. of platforms that we use for daily business. Right. Yeah. So, what else? What other advice do you have for folks who want to get involved? Uh, well, other than attending the your first meeting and watching what happens, um, reaching out. Uh, emailing the commission or sending a, um, an email to our city clerk. Our city clerk is just so wonderful. She, yeah, <laughs> I think our city couldn't function without her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, she has uh, all of our contact information if you're uh, wanting to reach out because we serve the public. Um, and that's just in terms of like the city. There's also our school district. Uh, okay. There's plenty of ways to get involved through the PTA, um, through the watching the school board meetings and reaching out to the trustees there. Um, 
uh, you know, even reaching back to your old uh, professors and teachers. I'm still on uh, good terms, uh, uh, friendly conversations with my former Spanish teacher from uh, junior high, who is now the assistant principal at Richmond Elementary. So it's just keeping those relationships um, open and checking in with people because we're all human. And even though we take care of very serious business uh, in local government or uh, other public agencies, uh, we're, we're people first. And that's something that we all should keep top of mind when we're reaching out. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. So before I let you go, uh, there are a couple of questions that I ask all my guests. And uh, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, I've gotten, uh, I've you know, a lot of mentors and femtors have shared wonderful wisdom uh, and knowledge and their experience with me over the years. Um, I just, I think there's a confidence issue uh, when people uh, want to get involved, but don't feel as though they're knowledgeable enough or skilled or whatever the issue may be. So the best advice I would say I had ever received uh, was from a professor who said, um, tell yourself every morning that you are a badass. So you say, so in my case, I say, Trini, you are a badass. And I'll look in the mirror and I'll say, that's the kind of confidence uh, boost it. that you need to work in this area uh, to just get involved and protect yourself because sometimes uh, government can be, uh, you know, it's cold bureaucracy. Other times it could be warm, inviting and uh, yeah. community driven. But yeah. at all times, uh, definitely don't forget who you are and don't get lost in that. Uh, boost yourself and, uh, I love uh, you it. know, remember you're, <laughs> you're a badass. I love it. I like that a lot. So um, what's a, a book that you like to recommend to people? Uh, this one's new and uh, okay. it's a really great book. It's not, uh, it's not difficult to read. It's not full of legalese. Um, you know, if my uh, mom can read it, then I definitely feel it's something I can recommend to everyone. It's called um, Affordable Housing uh, Strategies to how we get there i believe okay. by shane phillips shane and phillips. he's a he's a fellow uh, millennial uh, housing uh, expert in la and he's really researched all the issues that local and state governments go through and um, the kind of challenges that communities have to advocate for more affordable abundant housing yeah. um, because ultimately everyone deserves a home uh, we shouldn't have the homeless crisis that we do. And the only way that we're going to fix it combined, I mean, there's lots of strategies, but the only way is really making sure that everyone right. has a home. Right. Absolutely. Good. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to look that one up. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen that. So is there a hopeful message you can share with my listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, just getting involved, asking questions and meeting people is a great way to start your journey uh, in whatever field you choose, but especially in um, local issues, uh, government, policy, if public administration, all that. Uh, because now I work as the Orange County Policy Manager for the Climate Action Campaign. And before uh, landing this uh, really amazing uh, position, I was hopeless about climate change, the direction that our yeah. uh, world was heading in. 
But because of the work that I do, I know that we can win. I know that it's possible to get a safer, cleaner world running on 100% clean energy, clean air, clean water. Um, But we need people to do that. Mm -hmm. And we can't do it alone. Uh, The people who uh, are working on it need help. And so the hope that I offer is that when you get involved, the world can change because that's when you become the change itself. Yeah. Uh, so wise words there. Yeah. I love that. So finally, who should we talk to next? Who should you talk to next? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, other than uh, you, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> definitely recommend uh, talking to, um, let's see, that's a tough question. There's so many people to talk to. So there's no right or wrong answer here. Um, talk to your fellow commissioners, school board trustees, uh, other professors that are involved and in, uh, okay. locally. Um, just if, if you want to know where the public is at, then talk to anyone who is a member of the public, which is anyone it. and everyone. I love it. So thank you very much. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you and uh, we'll see you in Fullerton. Thank you so much, Jody. Until next time.